Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us on the show is Mr. Greg Wallace. He is the owner of I Am The One Fitness, coming to you from Kalamazoo, Michigan. Greg, how are you today, sir? What's going on? I am doing phenomenally well, uh, Mr. Joe Fitzgerald. Uh, excited about our discussion and, and the direction that we're going to head. Absolutely. I'm excited to have you here. I'm excited to pick your brain because it sounds like there's a wealth of wisdom in there. And so we're going to ask you all kinds of questions about your business and, and the gym. But before we do that, I think it's important to, to have some context for the listeners to know what it is that we're even talking about. And so tell us a little bit about this business. When you, when you describe what you do, what do you tell people, Greg? Oh, great question. So I, I, I start out with uh, who we are, what's our, our identity, uh, how we found our foundational principles. So let me lead with that. Sure. Uh, we were founded, we are Kalamazoo's, Michigan's only faith-based uh, personal training, sport performance, and weight management facility. Um, so what we do that's different and very unique to the industry is if you know anything about personal training back in the day, it was very much so browbeating. And I have 20 plus years uh, playing the game um, as a trainer, over 20 years now. Um, it was very much so browbeating. Now we partner with uh, all of our clients to encourage them um, with the word, to inspire them, to lead them. We have three core principles uh, here at our facility, and that is an emotional connection, a spiritual connection, and a physical connection. So once you connect with the emotional and the spiritual person, the physical just has to follow. So the physical just follows that emotional and spiritual connection. Uh, we were founded again on biblical principles. Luke chapter 17, uh, verses 11 through 19, which talk about the 10 lepers being cleansed and one coming back to give God thanks. We are that one. Uh, when we first start launched the business, it was originally branded as I am the one fitness. Uh, okay. We relaunched, rebranded to now IATO. Uh, I am the one fitness was uh, rather wordy. So we, we broke it down to IATO fitness. Uh, and then the focal scripture is Luke chapter 17, verse 19. And it says, arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. So that it's important that we lead with that. And so people know who we are. So when sure. you walk through our door, you know exactly what you're getting into. Yep. Yeah. And, and I think that's helpful in the context of this conversation overall. Take us back in, in the time machine of, of will of, sorts uh to when this whole idea came about for you when the idea sparked in your head i'm going to open up this business and, and this specific facility when did all of this take place okay so uh great another great question so you you you, you hit two for two awesome questions here <laughs> two for two babe are you batting <laughs> a thousand um so when we first conceptualized the idea of this business um let me start with my educational background sure. and out there sure. on the conceptualizing of the business. Um, when we first started this business, so first of all, I have a bachelor's degree in exercise science. I have a master's degree in exercise physiology. 
I finished all my coursework for my PhD in biology, um, and I've been training for over 20 years. Okay. When we first conceptualized this business, um, I was in between, I was training, but I was also teaching, working, trying to find a, you know, uh, the quickest way to find, you know, to get the most money for what I did. Um, and, and then God placed it on me to set me down. I was, at the time I was working for the VA. Um, I live in Michigan I, and I, I was working for the VA in Crown Point, Indiana, which if you don't know the distances, uh, the time travel is two hours one way. That's a bit of a commute. My home <laughs> to uh, Crown Point, Indiana. That's a lot of time. And so I did that for about seven to eight months. Um, and then I was driving, I was driving one day to work and um, this song came on that I'll never forget the experience uh, by Bishop Paul S. Morton. It's, it, it was, Lord, whatever you're doing, please don't do it without me. And so I'm in my car bawling. I'm, I'm crying my eyes out. Nobody in the car with me, so it's okay for me to bawl and cover myself. That's what long car rides are for. <laughs> So I get to work that day um, and I tell my supervisor I quit. Um, and that launched this business. Um, yeah. And I came back and I was at the time, I have, I, I'm, I'm also grateful that I have a, such a wonderful wife because you know, the Bible says he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Um, and so at the time, uh, my wife had, was, was looking at estate sales and she knows my, my love and my passion, my drive for fitness and exercise. And so she goes to an estate sale and finds some exercise equipment. We take that equipment. I'm not, I, I, I feel compelled to tell you how much we pay for it, but I can't. I, uh, <laughs> it, it, would shock, it would shock you. Uh, so we, used, we brought that equipment. We put it down in our basement. I, the business started in my basement, training uh, clients in my basement. Uh, and I was still doing group fitness classes at my kid's school. Um, and so one of my clients in my basement asked me, uh, where do you see the business going? What's your vision? What's your direction? The next thing I know, he connected me with somebody else, which moved my group fitness classes from um, the school to downtown. Things transpired. I take my equipment that was down in my basement. I then moved that to, to downtown Kalamazoo. I started training downtown. That's the evolution of, of yeah. I am the one fitness. Um, then we moved. Uh, then some more noise started to happen. We moved from the downtown Kalamazoo to Portage, uh, Kalamazoo, where we bought uh, the curves and we placed I am the one fitness under one roof. So we, we owned for a period of time. We owned curves and I'm the one fitness at the same okay. time. Interesting. Um, and, and then COVID hit. And so when COVID hit, if you know about COVID at the time when COVID first hit, um, the, the population that was most adversely affected was our senior population. So we immediately shut curves down, okay? Doors closed, staff got to go home, no more membership, no more clients, uh, members coming in, curves shut down. Yep. We kept I Am One Fitness open. I still have my clients. I, matter of fact, this business has never closed, okay? Yeah. I still have my clients coming into to want to that part of the business. Um, and then 
things, the atmosphere shifted again. So in the midst of COVID, we moved this business from one location to where it currently sits uh, at 3711 Southwest Niche, Kalamazoo, Michigan, uh, 49008, if you're so inclined to come visit us. Uh, and, and so- Put it in the GPS. Say what? Put it in the GPS. Put it in GPS, that's right. Uh, we moved the business to here and we are growing uh, and evolving and doing some amazing things yeah. here in the Kalamazoo area. We're transforming lives to the glory of God. And that's our focus. That's our purpose. Um, and we are the place where your faith and your fitness connects. It's always fascinating to me when businesses get started like this. You, you said, hey, we did it from an estate sale out of the basement and from the ground up built this thing. And, and here we are. I mean, a handful of years later, we've gone through two years of, of craziness in our industry and in the pandemic. You're still around and growing. You must be doing something right here, Greg. It's, uh, yeah, something, something is going well here. And so I think it's important to, to touch on the, the model of this. You already sort of mentioned mostly personal training. We've got some sports performance and we've got some weight loss or weight management. What of those is sort of the the bigger piece, and then we'll work back from there. Ooh, I, I would say that the two primary vehicles that we use uh, is the weight management goes hand in hand with the personal training. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Okay, uh, the sport performance. Uh, so, so the personal training and sport performance are two vehicles that are actually moving at the same time. Interesting. Uh, okay. Yeah. 50-50? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, let me pick your brain on the, the growth of this then, because gut feeling, the, the marketing that goes into finding a personal training weight management client and the marketing that goes into finding a youth sports performance athlete are probably different in terms of the messaging and, and the, the platforms that we put them on. What's been successful for you in terms of generating new interest in the business? How have you found this growth? So the primary thing is word of mouth. Okay. Uh, the secondary thing is we have leveraged uh, social media. Mm. Uh, that is uh, Facebook. And we have really, really hit uh, TikTok and yeah. Instagram. Um, and, and I have to, I have to you know, give kudos to my son-in-law who is now here working with me, uh, training, and he is our social media person. So anything you see posted to social media, uh, please let him know, tag him, uh, Savion Fredenberg, he takes care of all of that. Uh, and, and so because of that, um, and, and, and we have our, our manager um, who does all of our uh, hand-build marketing. And so, we're at, we just left a uh, expo uh, called the Women's Lifestyle Expo. We were there uh, recently about less than a month ago. Um, so any chance that we can get into some, we got on June 4th, we'll be at the uh, Health and Fit Expo here in Kalamazoo um, at the Growler Stadium. So any chance that we can get our, our name out there, people can see our message, can hear the energy, um, Word of mouth, I really have to overemphasize that. Yeah. Well, I think even social media is sort of a natural extension of uh, word of mouth. It's sort of a digital word of mouth at this point. It's so easy to 
to like a post, to share it with friends, to comment, to tag people. It's become 2022 word of mouth, if right. you will. And, and if fitness businesses aren't participating on those platforms you mentioned, the Facebooks, the Instagrams, the TikToks of the world, if we're being honest, people are probably going to find somewhere else to go. That's right. Right. We need to adjust with the times. And it sounds like you guys are, are leaning into that. Let me ask you this, because it's sort of a contentious topic in our industry. Has that for you guys been the organic side, posting content, posting videos, putting out articles, whatever that may be? Or have you ventured into the paid advertising side of it? Have you used that yet all yet? We have used the paid advertising. Um, however, however, uh, I, I, I have to caution mm. um, the return on that investment. Um, I don't know how much I have yielded from that yeah. investment. Yeah, that's important. That's, I think that's something that we need to highlight here. And with any small business like this, the conversation eventually needs to come back to ROI. Right. And ROI can be managed in a number of ways, though, measured in a number of ways, excuse me. Of course, dollars and cents is an easy way to go about this. But time, uh, energy, everything we do, we need to think about the return on the back end. Right. It sounds like you guys haven't quite gotten the results that you were looking for with the paid advertising side of things. And I think that that makes sense. I mean, people make entire careers right. out of figuring out how to play that game. Do you know what I mean? I do. I do. It's a, it's, it's an interesting one because I talked to so many people that there's sort of two, two boats here. One people swear by it. They can put money in and turn up the volume and get leads when they need them. If they don't need leads, they can turn that down and save their money. And then the other boat is people that have tried it and, and gotten a little burned by it. And so they're somewhat jaded now, if you know what I mean. I it's, do. Uh, I do. It's, a, it's an interesting topic in our industry, but something worthwhile to explore at least. Greg, take us to the next step in the process. Obviously, leads are leads. That's one thing, but eventually this is a business. We want those leads to translate into paying customers at some point. When you guys get a lead in, when you get interest from somebody, wherever they come from, if it's a referral, if they found you through the website, if they found you through social media, what happens? What's the process like between that moment and when they sign up? So there is an immediate um, action um, that if you send us an email, um, you connect with us via text message. So we have a system that you can text our, our assessment and uh, you, you send us a text message or email, we immediately communicate with you. Um, and, you know, inquiring about what your goals are uh, on a superficial level. Then we tell, then the next step is, well, every person that comes in, in here, they have to go through our health and fitness assessment, okay. which is a full di a diagnostic of where you are. Mm. So in our health and fitness assessment, we're looking at your health profile. Um, your health profile consists of your body mass index, your body fat percentage, your waist to hip ratio. From that health profile, then we look at, we take baseline measurements. Um, then we do a cardiovascular fitness test. Then we do a flexibility test. Then we do a muscle endurance test. And so that gives us a full picture of where you are 
from a physical or physiological perspective. And right. then we launch into doing that assessment. We also, again, you, know, you got to have clear, clear, clear direction. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a goal sheet. So you write out your goals. Every person that walks in here, uh, comes in here, that sits down across the table from us. Um, they write out their goals. They write out their motivation or their reason why for accomplishing their goals. And then on a scale of one to 10, how committed are you to those goals, right? So if, um, and, and I tell everyone that in, with their motivation, um, I went to a conference a couple of years back and, and I said, and, the, and what was said to me was that your motivation is your reason why. And what this person said back to us was, if your why doesn't make you cry, then it's not real. That's a good right? point. Your yeah. why has to be that important. You have to be that passionate about your reason why. That's got to drive you because your goals is a process, right? Every single time I write down a goal, matter of fact, in our office right, in my office right now, we have a goals on the board, right? It's going to take me, you know, you don't, you don't get from Kalamazoo, Michigan to Chicago, right? Uh, in the blink of an, an, an eye, right? It's hitting every single mile marker. And every time you hit that mile marker, you go to the next mile marker. And that's what we do. We go through that process. Okay. And so as a trainer, right, with your goals, I only see your goals. I don't see your motivation. Right. right. Your motivation is intrinsic to you. Okay. And so as if, if your motivation doesn't hold you to your goals, the moment that it gets tough and it's going to get tough. Okay. Along this process, you out the door. If on your level of commitment, you say, well, I'm a six or I'm a seven, or I'm a four, I'm a five. You're not really in the game. Yeah. That's a good point. You know? And so that's, that's, that's what we do. The starting point is your health and fitness assessment. Then we move into programming. And yeah. I, I probably gave you a long spill, but that's our process. Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's important though, because health and fitness and gyms in our industry, a lot of the time we're so worried about where the next client is going to come from that the sales process becomes just about okay, swipe the card, we'll get you started. Swipe the card, we'll get you started you take sort of a, an opposite approach on that. How can we deliver value to people before we even discuss their, yeah. their possibilities, right? How do I, 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 I don't have any business recommending anything to you if I don't know anything about you. Exactly. I need to know where you are today so we can roadmap and, and create a path forward. I like it. Greg, I, I think- I need to touch real quick, Joe. Please go ahead. Um, and at the end of that assessment, that's when we talk numbers. And, and I think that, you know, as a practitioner, <laughs> I am trying to discourage the sale. Here's the reason why. Because if you're not bought in, I don't want your money. I want your transformation. More importantly, I don't, yes, I'm, yes, we're doing business, but I don't want your money. I want your transformation because your transformation is going to bring in more money. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. You know I mean? yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I, I think if we're, if we're to simplify all of this down, there's only a handful of ways to grow a business and it's get more people in, yeah. sell more stuff to the people that we have or keep those people around longer. 
Yeah. You're talking about that third piece there. Exactly. It's far easier to build a business if I don't have any holes in my boat than if I'm just constantly on this hamster wheel of sort and getting new people in, but the old people are heading out the back door. Getting new people in, but the other people are heading out the back door. It's, uh, it, it, all of this needs to be front of mind for us to make any kind of upward trend. And it sounds like that's where you're thinking about if we're to sort of zoom out for a minute and, and think about this in a marketing and sales funnel sort of analogy, lead generation is at the top, our sales process and how many people convert are in the middle, and then retention is down at the bottom. Which one do you think you guys could improve the most on here moving forwards? Whew. So I think our sales process is set. Uh, our retention is set. Um, we have, if, if we want to do look at numbers for just a, a brief second. Sure. Um, we have an 80 to 85 to 90%, um, what is it, turnover rate, um, completion rate, sales, a closing rate. That's the word. Conversion, yep. Okay. Conversion rate, yep. Um, and those who are committed typically stay. And they stay beyond their contract expiration. So every person that buys a contract, it automatically renews. So unless you say, okay, well, I'm done, your contract keeps going. Lead generation um, is, is, is a trick, is tricky. Uh, if I was to look at those three concepts, the one that's probably lagging the most for us um we, we we we're getting great leads we're getting great traffic um i would say lead generation was probably lagging behind but then i also had to look i have to talk about the numbers from this year right mm -hmm. so at the start of this year you, know, you and i have talked about this at the start of this year um we had 36 total clients okay currently and we're in May, we're at 67 total clients. And I was just, prior to us getting on this uh, call, I, was, I had someone reach out to me and they're gonna potentially bring in two more clients. So we, we've gone from 36 to 69 in less than, almost doubled uh, what we did last year from a client standpoint. Um, and then our revenue is also leading that in that direction yeah as well that's an exciting exciting time and an interesting transition period i think it's coming out of the pandemic i think obviously everybody in our industry was affected i think it would be crazy to say that people were able to get by unscathed but the ones that were able to sort of roll with the punches if you will are seeing growth now yeah. there, there's plenty of people that need our help and i think now more than ever if now we're being ever. honest with ourselves and so it's an interesting landscape to operate a business like this especially moving forward here for you looking into the future what's sort of your goal for this what are we what are we going to see with this business in the next couple of years so in the next couple of years uh, I, I will first start off with with if you don't mind let me start off with this year Sure. Our goal for this year is 100 total clients this year. Um, okay. Total revenue, um, 250K 
total revenue. So a quarter million uh, total revenue. Monthly goal. So monthly goal is 25K monthly. I know that's more than a 250K uh, monthly. Um, our goal is, oh, I, and I, you and I, well, I won't talk about that, but, but th those are our surface goals um, from, a, from a revenue standpoint, from a client standpoint, client retention. And that is growth. So we have 31 more clients that we need to add to this business and by year end. Yep. And we're getting about anywhere from five to oh seven uh, new clients monthly. Um, and so I think we're doing pretty well. Um, again, we're, we're almost we've almost doubled what we did in, in beginning at the beginning of this year, where we were yeah. from a client standpoint. I mean, it's it's so, a and then forecasting place to uh, be at least. It is beautiful. Uh, forecasting years to come. Um, our goal is to expand. So currently, our uh, the square footage in our current facility is about 2,000 square feet. Um, our goal is to get to uh, 5,000 square feet. We have in our facility some amazing services. Uh, we have a recovery zone, um, which I don't believe any other personal training, fitness center, gym has this technology. Um, I know physical therapy offices have this technology and uh, pro teams have this technology. Um, it is the Normatec, which uses air compression to help with joint mobility, uh, decrease in edema, lactate clearance, um, and all those things, joint mobility, I, I might have said that. Um, yep. So we have that. Um, we have our personal training portion of the facility, which is, you know, the physical portion of it. Um, and, so, and, and so we want to expand what we currently have it's about 5,000 square feet. And I, and I envision by um, New Year, uh, by this time next year, we'll be at 5,000 square feet by this time next year. Love that. It's uh, such an exciting time in our industry. And I, I enjoy conversations like this where I, I think everybody says, yes, I want to grow. But it's one thing to say, I want to grow. I want to do more, bigger, better. And it's another thing entirely to have specifics hey we're gonna do this this and this by this time right it makes it far more measure measurable and i think far more likely for you to achieve it because we can measure against oh are we are we on track are we not right it's it makes it a lot more simple it's exciting and and we'll certainly be checking in with you and watching from the sidelines greg i think that's a pretty good place for us to Amen. begin to wrap this conversation up go ahead please I just want to touch on one other thing that, you know, us being in the fitness industry, we operate from a position of discipline. Um, and that's discipline in business, that's discipline in our clients, that's discipline in ourselves. And I, and I, I was like, I put myself fast, at last, right? But in order to get to grow, you have to be disciplined in the process, right? And we talk about, you know, from, the training standpoint, right? Microcycles, macrocycles, mesocycles, right? And all these cycles uh, in the evolution of business and all these cycles in the evolution of training. Um, and, and that's what it is. Yep. Spot on. Yeah. Spot on. Greg, this has been a whole bunch of fun. Like I said, I, I think it we're running a bit shy on time here, but before yeah. we sign out of here entirely, I want to give you the chance to tell people 
where they can find out a little bit more about this business. Is there, what's the website? What's the social media? Where can we send it? It is uh, www.iatofitness.com is our website. Uh, you can find us on um, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at IATO Fitness. And um, if you have any questions, please send an email to info at iatofitness.com. If you want to give us a call, call us at 269-888-4002. Uh, we would love to have anyone in uh, the Kalamazoo area. Um, we also do virtual training. So if, if, you, if you want some training and you're not in the Kalamazoo area, you're anywhere in the world, in the country. We can help you. We can help you. Um, yeah. And so we, the, with our virtual training, um, we do it via Zoom link and we train uh, with Christ the Center and that place where your faith and your fitness connect. That's perfect. Greg, I, I appreciate your time. I think these types of conversations where people are willing to share some of their insight and their wisdom, as well as some of the things that they're still working on and, and a little bit vulnerable with, I think these are tremendously valuable. I can't thank you enough for your time. I wish you nothing but the best moving forwards, my man. Thank you, sir. Absolutely. To everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, Head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk fitness business with fitness pros who are in the trenches, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, owner of Black Widow Fitness in Connecticut, Shannon Burbo. How are you? I'm good today, Dominic. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, our little off-the-air chats get me all, all jazzed up here, so let's get into it. Tell me, in your own words, what's Black Widow Fitness all about? Black Widow Fitness is something that I never saw coming in my life, but it is a small business that I've started up here in um, Northeastern Connecticut, where I am doing my best to provide quality fitness guidance to anybody who is looking for it. I am working um, out of the Shaolin Kempo Martial Arts Dojo, and I get the opportunity to teach two kickboxing classes a week. We call it kickboxing, but it's really much more like a kickbox boot camp type scenario. Uh, and then I also have the opportunity to do a lot of one-on-one -on -one coaching and training um, with a lot of different folks. Um, this is something that I am incredibly passionate about. I feel really humbled to be able to have this opportunity um, in my life. And I'm just ready to see where it's going to take me. 
Awesome. Before we get into where you are, where you're going, because that's super exciting. Give us the background. How did you get involved in this? It's it almost, you know, if, if serendipity had a face, it might be yours. Yeah. Um, so like so many of the stories in my life, it all started with bringing my kids somewhere. Uh, so they were actually martial artists um, at the dojo. And uh, the owner at the time kept saying, hey, when are you going to come take kickboxing? When are you going to come take kickboxing? And some of the other moms, hey, when are you going to come take class? With me? And so finally I, I gave in um, and I showed up to class and I actually really ended up enjoying it. I had always been into some sort of fitness in my life um, I had played various sports. Um, and this was really just a great opportunity for me to get my body moving again in a way that I was actually really enjoying. I showed up one night for class um, and the instructor actually was not there. And so um, Master Arnini at the time looked at me and said, hey, you're up. Uh, so I actually came from the back row where I was ready to take class to the front of the class um, and ended up teaching. Uh, fortunately, I was able to replicate enough of what we had been doing in the last few months that I muddled my way through it. Um, fake it till you make it, right? Um, and so I, I got through that first class and actually uh, the opportunity kept presenting itself for me to keep teaching the class. Um, and so before I knew it, I owned it. Um, I was writing the plans for each, um, each class. I was asked to add a Saturday morning class to this. At that point, we were only Wednesday nights. We added Saturday mornings, people kept coming and I said, hey, I, I want to make sure I'm really, I'm good at what I do here for these folks. I want to make sure I'm providing the best surf, um, service for them. So I actually went and got a group fitness instructor certification. Um, and it just made me feel like I was that more, that much more prepared to work with these clients and make sure I was training them in the right way. I was coaching them the right way. And I was giving them a product that I could be really proud of. And so that felt really great. Uh, so then I went ahead and got a health coach certification uh, because I wanted to kind of continue to take a holistic approach at working with um, with these folks that still kept showing up. That was the part that really was blowing my mind. They kept showing up. Um, and so I was able to, you know, get that secondary certification so that I could, you know, really just start to work with the entire client, if you will. Um, I started working on a third certification and in that time the dojo actually changed hands um, and in that moment and in that change uh, the new owners came to me and said hey listen let's talk about our relationship how can we make this better for both of us um, and they gave me full ownership of all of the classes um, and they gave me the opportunity to actually start my own business um, so that I owned all of it. And that was really exciting to me. Um, so that pushed me forward to get that third certification, which is a personal training certificate, um, so that I could really expand what I could offer my clients. Um, so I really was thrown right into the fire. Um, it could have gone either way, but I rose out of it. And I found something that I'm incredibly passionate about um, my clients are the best. I just love the time that I get to spend with them. And I love helping folks find a way to 
move their body in a way that they are passionate about um, because that's really you know the the precipice of what I want to do find something that you enjoy and do it awesome that is a phenomenal story what's the 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 timeline like how how long did it go from you know coaching that first class to taking over in it in it being its own you know a business of your own that um that question stops me in my tracks every time because I am in my seventh year since that first day when I was pulled from the back of the class to teach um and it just seems like it went by in a flash um and I guess that's what happens when you're enjoying yourself right when you love what you're doing it goes by very quickly yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So let's get into a little bit to the different services that you are able to offer right now. And I, I want to characterize this and give a frame of ref reference for our listeners. Above and beyond running Black Widow, you have a you have a couple of kids. So that's one career. And then you have a full-time unrelated uh, field career. So this is one of three full-time things that you're juggling. So um, bear that in mind, I think listeners, as you hear this, but you have the classes that you, you teach at the dojo a couple of times a week. And on the surface, it's like, well, that that's not a lot to handle, but you also have several other layers of ways that you're interacting, impacting people. So give us a breakdown of each one of those and what that looks like for you. Sure. So the classes will always be near and dear to my heart because that's where I started. And there's just something really special about a, a group of, you know, different folks coming together to enjoy or suffer through, depending on the day, the, the yes. same workout, right? Um, but once I got my personal training certification, um, which happened during COVID, I really stepped back and said, what should this look like? So I do have clients where I do the this true, um, you know, one-on-one -on -one personal training. Um, so either they come to me or I go to them or we meet somewhere um, outside and we do your, your traditional one-on-one -on -one training. Um, however, there are some folks out there that just are not comfortable yet with that type of interaction. Um, so I have folks that I meet with solely online. Um, and so we do everything through Zoom. Um, I think as a whole, all of us have gotten much better at working um, virtually, no matter what it is. Um, it does present some challenges. Obviously, we want to make sure we're working with our clients safely and that they're moving their body in the right way so they're going to avoid injury. And I think Zoom um, adds a new layer to that, um, but we work through it. And then I have a, another subset of folks who, um, who tend to be folks who are more active. They've been working out throughout their lives, but they want somebody to help put a framework around it. Um, with all of my clients, I start with a goal setting session. So we talk through who they are, what they're doing, what they want to accomplish, what their challenges are. And then this, this set of folks who really just want me to build this framework, um, I kind of take that and I build um, usually an at-home program for them. Um, we talk about what they have in their home for them to be able to work out with, and I build a program for them to execute on their own. And we have a much more relaxed um, weekly, bi-weekly touch point 
How did it go? What were your challenges? Do you need coaching? Um, are any of the moves challenging for you? Is everything feel okay? Um, and that, that subset of folks has really um, steadily grown. They all have steadily grown, um, but I've seen the, the biggest uptick in folks who are looking for that. And again, they tend to be active folks already. I have, um, I have some folks who are runners that just really need to add that cross-training element in. I have folks who are strictly cross-training and want to add something more cardiovascular like running or hiking or swimming. Um, and so that's really giving me the opportunity to meet a lot of people where they're at and give them what it is they feel they need. Um, some of these approaches I know are, are not, you know, traditional in the sense of training clients, um, but I've learned a lot through this pandemic. And I feel like offering these different layers helps me meet people where they are, give them what it is that they need. Um, I am, as somebody who has to work hard at physical activity, I don't have that standard, you know, athletic body type. I have to work for my gains and I have to work hard for them. And I think that that appeals to a lot of people because I can give them what it is that they're looking for and also talk to them about those challenges um, because I'm in it with them. I get it. I felt it. I lived through it. Um, they all know when I have my long run days that I'm going to be, you know, complaining about it the next day. So they know that I'm in it with them. Um, and that that really helps still connect with these folks who I might not be working out with um, in person. Got it. So you you have that relatability aspect. You have the meet you where you're at service menu where you're not trying to fit, you know, square pegs in round holes, a couple of different service offerings or different levels of this holistic approach that you're able to, to do. Um, you're not you're not branching out into a million things like trying to be a sports trainer and a competition bodybuilding trainer. It's mostly all falls in general fitness with maybe a little bit of specialization, right? Yeah, I think that that's an accurate depiction of, uh, of where I'm at with it. I really, I'm, I guess if I had to pick the group that I'm trying to appeal the most to, um, it is the person who knows they need to or want to move their body for their general health and wellness, but they don't know what to do. They don't know what to start. They don't know what they're going to like or not like. Um, and so, you know, that's really where I think my focus is. And I think that's where my relatability comes in as well. I am a, you know, 40 something year old mother of two teenagers who's always on the go. And I have a body type that is not a bodybuilder. I have a body type that I have to work for. Um, and it has flaws. And I think that that makes me approachable to that subset. I do, I, I hold um, some hopes and dreams to be able to work with some student athletes, hopefully, um, because I think there's a big need there as well. Um, that whole concept of, you know, having a body type that's not athletic, but still being an athlete, I think is pervasive amongst our youth right now. And I would love the opportunity to really start broaching that with local high schoolers as well. Awesome. So right now in the, the realm of your time, your schedule, everything that you have going on, 
presumably some sort of, you know, life outside of multiple careers, you've set yourself some boundaries as to how many people that you can take on in your coaching. So give me an idea of how you establish that and how it fits into the balance that you want to have of helping as many people as you can, but still maintaining what appears to, to me to be some degree of sanity. I think sanity is subjective. Um, so the classes, that's easy. Um, the payment structure that I have set up for that is you can pay as you go. You can pre-purchase a pack of five or a pack of 10 and they don't expire. The space that we have um, can accommodate a pretty large class. And so that's easy. I don't have to worry about that. It's a good problem if I'm moving stuff around to squeeze extra people in. When it came to the personal training and the other aspects of that, I really took a hard look at um, my expectations of myself and what was reasonable. Um, and I haven't had to say no yet. So I allot anywhere from five to 15 hours a week for these folks. Um, and you know, will I get to the point where I may have to turn someone away? Yes, I'm not there yet. I would say, um, you know, in terms of true one-on-one -on -one personal in-person coaching, I probably have room for three more clients. Um, but again, that's also subjective. If I have somebody that comes to me and says, listen, I need to see you three times a week and I want two additional touch points after that. And I also want to add in running. So I want to do training runs with you. Um, that's different than somebody coming and say, I, I want to see you for, you know, one, you know, in-person workout a week and then two, two touch points. So basically I'm still at the point where I meet every person, hopefully in person for a goal setting session to really try to find what it is they're looking for um, and fit them in from there. Um, naturally, when we come into the warmer months, we see an uptick in people wanting to train. Fortunately, the other parts of my life that are very busy, that time kind of goes down. So I have a natural um, ebb and flow in both and they complement each other. So I know that's a very roundabout answer to your question. Um, but the good news is I haven't gotten to the point where I have to say no yet. I think it was a pretty thorough answer. So I, I appreciate that. So I'm going to talk about some of the, the big topics that come on, no matter what somebody's business, whether they're, they're a one woman show or, uh, you know, a, a 10,000 member facility, some of the, the big things that are similar, but just a different scale. So for you, where you are right now, um, most of your clients are finding you via word of mouth. Is that right? I'd say that's my biggest referral base is word of mouth. Absolutely. Okay. And then from there, um, on that, do you have, do you have referral incentives, referral programs, or is all of this just happening through organic conversations? Well, to be honest, it actually depends on the month. So I would say the majority of it is just organic. A friend brings a friend, that friend brings another friend. Um, and, and that's great. That's really, I think, the best way for any business to grow is that somebody loves your product so much that they want to share it. I do want to incentivize my current members and the folks who are working out with me. So I will do promotions where, you know, you bring a friend to class for free um, or refer somebody 
everybody for a goal setting session and get a training session for yourself. Um, while I, I, I am not a person who is gimmicky, I do see value in doing those types of things, but I try not to do them too often because I don't want to water down the message. I want my message to be, I am here for you, however you need me to be. Um, but in order to stay here, I do need to continue to bring in new clients. Um, I have seen success in doing, you know, the probably two or three times a year that referral program um, for classes. It's actually an easier thing to do. So I will say, okay, you know, um, next Saturday, it's bring a friend for free. And everybody who comes is entered into a raffle for, you know, five free classes. Um, I want to make it worth their, their while to drag a friend out of bed at eight in the morning to come work out with me. Um, and I do see, you know, folks get excited about that kind of stuff. Um, but it is a small community that I'm working in. And so I'm working harder and harder to get, you know, those um, feelers deeper out into the communities to keep bringing folks in. Okay. And then the other thing that you put a lot of effort into right now is your social media, correct? Yes. Um, so I, I see social media as a necessary evil. Um, and I'm, I do my best to try to use it as a conversation starter, not just to promote, you know, the business and what's going on, but there's just so much that you can accomplish and you never know who's watching. So I try to post things that are relevant to the fitness industry, relevant to general health and wellness, all while staying within my wheelhouse. Um, you know, and I'm, it's easy to fall into the trap of just posting, you know, funny memes. Um, one of my favorite is the hydration otter. It uh, tells you to drink more water. Um, but in that, you know, there's, um, there's a message there. So I'm really trying to work on that messaging to make it appeal to everybody, right? I don't want it to just be something that everybody just starts scrolling by. And that's the challenge. Social media has to stay relevant. And it's hard to stay relevant when you're talking fitness because I stay away from all of the other things on social media that tend to create drama. Um, I would say though that I see a direct correlation between my social media engagement and the number of folks that are showing up for class. Okay, and then when you do use your social media because you have your, your more one-on-one -on -one personalized business and then the classes, do you, are those separate entities for you on social media? Do you just try to layer them in so people see that you have both? How do you manage that? So right now it's just one entity um, out on social. And so I try to, um, as I'm building my posts and using the scheduling feature, which I think for business owners is probably the best thing that um, they have created in these outlets for us. Um, I try to layer in and hit on all different aspects of the business as reminders of, okay, we can do this, we can do that, we're doing this. Um, but depending on, you know, who I'm working with, when I'll actually try to get some live shots of what we're doing um, to just, again, keep it relevant and fresh and let people see, hey, this is, this is real, this is happening in my community. And look, she's super approachable and, and tells, really bad dad jokes. Of course, I'd want to work out with her. Awesome. Okay. So that, those are the two things that are getting the, the majority of people in front of you, whether it be virtually in person 
in the classes. Um, as far as your offerings go, do you feel like the, the what you have now is what you ultimately want to have? And, and I ask that in so much as like, you know, you have all your training services, but you know, there are different layers. There's nutrition, there is meal planning, there is, um, you know, different, different types of training in person, remote. And then, you know, there's always the big question is like, you know, would your own studio be something, you know, down the line, something that you would want to have? Like, what are the, what are the longer term goals? You know, the magic wand, you know, unicorns dancing in a field. Where do you want to bring this if it's possible? Well, if the unicorns were dancing in the field, the field would be behind my own studio where it is full service. Um, you know, I am passionate about this and I have found something that I never thought I would be this good at to toot my own horn. Um, however, you know, that that's a challenge, right? That if you look at um, the economy right now and the fitness industry as a whole, there's so much fluctuation in the services and what people are looking for. Um, I think that my holistic approach would make that successful. And so you mentioned all of the big things, nutrition and meal planning, giving people the tools to be able to evaluate their health and manage it as a whole and teaching them that that is absolutely something that they can accomplish. I think people look at nutrition and meal planning as this whole other part of fitness that they are afraid of. They think that meal planning is going to take 10 hours a week and they don't have those 10 hours to give. I am a um, habitual meal planner both for myself for breakfast and lunch, as well as my family for dinner. And I probably invest an hour a week in it. And so I would love to be able to coach more folks on that and just nutrition as a whole. There's so much data out there right now. And there's so much static around this, you know, all the concepts of diet and what diet means. I want to get rid of that word. I want to teach people how to fuel their body, how to move their body and how to feel better about their body. I am someone who has in my life struggled with all of that. I think I probably still struggle with self-confidence and body image issues because of what we're all fed all day, every day through social media, through the news, through um, all the famous folks out there saying, oh, I just didn't eat for three days and I lost those 10 pounds that I need. Of, well, of course you lost those 10 pounds, but that's not realistic. Um, so pie in the sky, that would definitely be it. My own studio where I can do this all day, every day. Okay, so the, the studio aspect coming into it the in-person part is something you get a lot of fulfillment out of, but as we talk about the, the times that we're in, COVID shutdowns being on and off, possible, you know, economic disturbances, you know, we're, you know, for, you know, people listening to this, we're recording this here, end of May, 2022, gas prices are somewhere around $100 a gallon. I don't, something like that, it feels like. There's a lot of uncertainty. And then I see a lot of people looking to the online component as at least a hedge to it, um, as you know, having something they can fall back on, greater reach outside smaller communities. But not everybody really loves that enough to, to go and do it in a way that 
that they feel good about. So is that something that you think you would maintain and grow if it meant being able to get to where you wanted as a business or would eventually the shift go more towards all of the in-person if it was possible? That's really a great question. And I think any business right now in 2022 that does not have the ability to maintain this virtual component to everything we do is going to struggle. I think that part is never going to go away. And I don't think that it's necessarily going to be pandemic related. I, in the conversations that I have had, um, with many people, both in the industry as well as in other industries, the ease of virtual learning, virtual interaction that we have found um, throughout this pandemic has made people really shift their, their mind thought, their thought process in terms of, hey, this doesn't have to go away. This is easier for me. I don't have to leave my space. It's more convenient. So why would we change it? So in that, I think I would be remiss to say, I'll get rid of virtual. I don't think I will. I don't, I think in order to maintain the current client base I have and grow it, I think it's always going to be an option. There's always going to be people who are going to prefer it. And I can, I see that. Um, and I see that in the changes in the in-person workplace, even businesses and companies who have said they will never go virtual. Most of them now at least have a hybrid component. Um, and I think that for someone like me, you know, a small business owner uh, in the fitness industry, I don't think it'll go away. The bigger box competition, they, I don't think they can really sustain that because I think the folks that are going to the larger gyms, the folks that have got 5,000 members, that's what they want. But in communities like mine, people working out with individuals like myself, I think that I'm going to be keeping that Zoom membership for quite a while. All right. I, I love embracing what's going to get clients good service, what's going to you know need to happen in order to be sustainable as a business. So as we wrap up on time here, a little bit you know kind of philosophical. Is there anything that stands out for you? Um, you know, seven plus years of doing this, different variations, things you've learned along the way. Is there anything that stands out like? Hey, I wish I could have told myself to do this sooner. Or I wish I had this realization. Not that you would change anything because we all know that, you know, you change one thing, everything can change, but anything that you wish you, you would have known or told yourself to do it sooner, anything like that stand out for you over this journey? I think, um, again, that's another great question. And I think it would have been to have myself speed up my timeline um, I shared how I got here and I, it took a long time for the, you know, the person actually doing it to believe in the person doing it, if that makes sense. Um, I, I, I definitely struggled with a little bit of imposter syndrome, like, oh my gosh, like, why do these people keep showing up to work out with me? Why are they bringing their friends? I wish I had worked through that part of it sooner gotten um, the personal training part of it done and um, onboarded sooner um, because I would have been able to expand my reach. And honestly, I think if I had done that pre-pandemic, um, I would probably have even more opportunity now and maybe have a little bit more clarity as to what the next three to five years will look like for me in terms of 
making, you know, my side hustle become that pie in the sky. Um, so, and it would be to also believe in myself that they're, that these folks are showing up for a reason. They, you know, your approach appeals to them. They're here because they want to be. So keep coaching them and give them the best of you. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. So we are just about out of time. Last thing before I let you go, this is going to be an easy one. If people want to find you, they want to find out more about you. Where do they go? Website, social media, anything like that. Social media, they can find me under Black Widow Fitness. You can also look for Shaolin Kempo Martial Arts and link to me through there. Um, and you can also find me on my website, which is also on my social media. It's cardio, it's blackwidowcardiokickboxing.com. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate you spending some time with us here this morning. It's been a pleasure having you. I, I hope the pie in the sky happens and happens sooner or later. Uh, it sounds like it'll be on its own timing and and everything is starting to line up. So thank you for coming in and sharing. Uh, I really appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. This was an absolute pleasure. Awesome. And to everyone out there listening, we don't forget about you. We appreciate you being here, spending some time with us. We hope you found value and inspiration in this episode. If you want to hear more, click the subscribe button. We'll notify you when they drop. To everyone out there in Jim Lords Nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives. Jim Lords thank you for listening to the podcast so far don't go anywhere we still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors the gym lords podcast is sponsored by prestige labs prestige labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners prestige labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced the broken inventory model low commissions and even lower quality products Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show are Vanessa and Luis from Temple Fit Cross Training in Far, Texas. Welcome to the show, guys. How are you? Hi, good morning. Thank you for having us. Good morning. I am super excited to have you both here and to learn more about Temple Fit Cross Training. But really, before we do that, share with us what it was that got you guys started as gym owners. Um, well, Temple Fit came to be. Um, I was physically bad shape, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. I was very depressed. Um, my husband and I almost lost our son, Adric David. And um, the Lord led me to a spiritual fast that led to fitness. Uh, little did I know he was speaking, run, run, run. I had no idea what I was running from, but I got invited to run 100 miles for the month. And I literally went from not doing anything to running literally five to six miles a day. And I ran into a CrossFit. I signed up. That person was competing that weekend at Olympia. We got together to see them compete. I said, I want to do that. My husband said, you're crazy. 
literally how it happened. And when he came back, I literally picked his brain. And within a period of six months, I went from being depressed, highly suicidal, to having no will to live, to going from 225 pounds to being stage ready, competing in my first figure competition, and the birth of Temple Fit came to be. Wow. What an interesting story. This isn't something that you like planned on doing. What did you do before? Like, what was your career before all of this happened? Absolutely not planned at all. I was a legal assistant studying nursing. I was actually uh, doing my clinicals and getting ready to finish up school for nursing because I thought that was my passion, but the Lord had other plans. I was a good heavy set girl who had no intentions of working out and he literally spun my life right around and gave me fitness. That's amazing. Well, good for you for, you know, taking that message from God and building this amazing brand. So for our listeners, I would love for you guys to just give us your elevator pitch. Tell us who you are, the products that you, I guess, the services that you provide at your facility. That way we kind of have a picture in our minds. Uh, yes, we, uh, as mentioned, we're Temple Fit Cross Training here in Park, Texas. Um, it's a southern part, southern part uh, border of, of, south of Texas. So we're, we, we're way down, deep down south. And uh, what we do is we provide uh, group training and personal one-on-one -on -one training as well as online training. Um, so we do competition training. As a matter of fact, we had uh, one of our girls you know, go pro in the GBO organization in the bikini uh, uh, competition. So that was a big plus for us. Um, and uh, we also coach uh, a, a variety of clients for lifestyle, you know, to get them healthier and, you know, make better eating decisions, um, you know, get them at a, at a healthy uh, weight. And uh, like I said, a personal one-on-one -on -one training, online training, group training, and we also offer meal planning and supplements. Great. Wow. So, you know, kind of everything all encompassing under one roof to help people see success with their health and fitness, help them build like a sustainable lifestyle, basically. Like, that's what I like to say, because it's more than just the fitness. It's kind of full-fledged. People need all of these resources in order to see results. So it's great. You guys have that all covered. Absolutely. So my next, I'm sorry, what was that? I said, absolutely. There's one thing we learned throughout the process of Temple Fit is that sending our clients out or sending them elsewhere to go get, you know, an analysis or supplements or nutrition, it kind of took away of the intimacy for them. So having everything in-house and providing everything for them here where we can guide them and um, not have them be pitched sales to purchase things they don't need and fully glide them, whether they are a lifestyle gainer or show prep, we have the tools to completely guide them here in-house. Yeah, so we wanted to keep it, we wanted to put it, uh, have it convenient for them to where, like my wife said, they don't have to go uh, to source B, to source C, and so forth. We wanted to keep it all in one house for convenient for our clients and to make it easier and not make it such a headache for them to be running around everywhere. Yep. Yeah, definitely. That's a, um, a good goal to have, like as a business owner, just to be, to have that all encompass type of vibe. And I'm glad that you, you have that um, because you can better, 
help people see their goal better. Um, and so my next question for you guys would be currently, how many people are you serving within the facility? In-house, um, our morning classes, we have, we are a private personal training studio. So we literally only have uh, 5 a.m., 5.45, 9 and 6 p.m. There's a total of 50 plus women in person and one awesome male. <laughs> he's, he's amazing. A lot of estrogen. Around. Yes, a lot of estrogen. Um, and then I have my online uh, services. So I am also an online coach. I service people around the world. I have at least 22 girls under me online right now. Okay, so it's mostly women that is your target Absolutely. demographic. Okay, so with 50... That's, cool. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I learned is women are the most, are the bold ones. They're the ones that, that just want to go, they go after it. And you know what, they're not hesitant and they don't hold back. You know what I mean? If they want to lose weight, you know, they're going to contact somebody that will help them lose weight. You know, they want to gain muscle, they're going to they're gonna contact, you know, a certain coach to, to get after it. You know, if they look up to somebody in this fitness industry and they're like, wow, you know what, I really love their work. You know, I'm a, I'm a big follower. I'm a big fan of them you know, they'll, they'll come and they'll, they'll want to be with you and take it all away. Great. I love that. Um, so now I kind of want to ask, um, you know, 50 people in house, you have a, a few different kind of class times you said throughout the day, is that a, you know, 50 people, a spot where you guys are comfortable or are you looking to hit the gas and help more ladies? So the facilities, we, we own two studios right now and each studio hosts 24 people. Um, and my husband's on one side and I'm, I'm on, on the other. So this is a family business. We don't hire from outside. The goal is to open more classes. We currently have our son-in-law and our daughter who are studying the same that we're studying. My daughter's goal is to come and take care of other classes. So our goal is to grow, um, but more classes, not overfill the integrity of a small group. So my husband usually will take care of one group on one side and I'm on the other side or we switch off. And we try to keep it 12 and 12 at each studio so that they're still comfortable. They still have space. They're not overcrowded. And uh, the girls really enjoy that. And we do too. That, that allows us to better monitor movements and form without losing the integrity of that smaller group. So I, I think that we don't plan on making it larger than 12 to 14 slots right. per suite. Yep. So if, if the equivalent turns out to like 24 because we have two 1200 square feet uh studios but um i i like the integrity of that smaller yeah uh, yeah totally and it kind of comes back into that like small group personal training right. that's kind of what you guys are doing so exactly. are you feel like is there 12 people in every single or i guess 24 people come like sliding into every single class time right now we, it fluctuates like, on our 9 a.m and our 5 45 a.m but our 6 p.m and 5 a.m yeah they are they're always full and okay. people it's rotation. Like we have people that have been with us seven years. I've been open, like Temple Fit has existed seven years. We have people that have been with us from the beginning. They followed me from my backyard. Like literally it's, it, there's always a turnaround. There's always people. Great. So when you, you said you, you'd like to be able to, you know, maybe start some more classes, probably ideally you would fill those class times, like have them yes. all be 24 people. Um, so what are you guys actively doing to aid that growth process? So like, where are you so at? What I for is more evening classes. Um, so this is where the flexibility of having our 
our son-in-law and daughter work in the studio and have them take over those classes. My husband does do um, personal training later. So he has his own private clients at 7 p.m., 8 p.m. or whatnot um, that he caters to. So as of right now, we have not solicited opening up the gym to outside trainers only because I'm very wary about the integrity being lost or them not caring for my clients the way that I would like them to be. Um, so like I said, my daughter is studying right now to be a personal trainer and it's somebody that I feel like I trust. Um, she's also gone just recently from 225 pounds to 128 pounds under our care. She just did a transformation bodybuilding show um, through Temple Fit Cross Training. So she's a perfect example of what perseverance, discipline, dedication, and consistency is. You know, she put in the work, she took no, no shortcuts, and she's a perfect example to those women that come in here and feel like, I can't do it, or you don't know how I feel. She will know. She's been in their shoes. She's walked the walk. And I feel that she would be a perfect role model to help us cover more classes and further expand Temple Fit. Yeah, I think it's good that you have her, right? I don't think that it's necessarily something that you have to do. Like you don't have to find outside trainers in order to grow your business. You can grow your business with what you have. Um, and so my question to you guys is right now, is it possible for you guys to handle more clients or are you kind of tapped out at this moment? No, we could handle more clients, absolutely. Okay. So with that being said, what are you guys actively doing to find new clients? Like what does that process look like for, for both of you? I'm going to be completely honest. We are pure word of mouth. There's no promotion. There's no marketing. Um, absolutely. Every single client has been word of mouth, um, Facebook and social media, Instagram. Those are my platforms. I have a huge following, um, as a pro bodybuilder, and my clients have seen me transform from the beginning. So the, the area we live in is a really small community. It's a small area. So they've witnessed my transformation from the beginning to where we're at now. A lot of these people saw where Temple Fit came from my backyard, just me working out to birthing into something. So uh, word of mouth is honestly our only tool. We've never taking it upon ourselves no. to do marketing or anything or push it. So like, well, for example, my wife mentioned, uh, you know, social media, Facebook, she has her own Facebook page. You know, I have my own Instagram and uh, we have our Instagram uh, business page. So that's one way that we promote uh, our business and our group training classes and my personal training clients is that we share testimonies on there. We share videos of the classes, you know, uh, doing their workouts you know, solely on, on, on social media, nothing else. And then we do recommend our clients um, when they've been with us and established a time with us, we do always refer them to our Google link page yeah. and they leave their testimony and reviews. Right. Praise God. We have over 70 some positive reviews five and testimonies, reviews. five star reviews, yeah. all of them. That's great. Um, I'm happy that word of mouth has been something that has worked for you. And I think that word of mouth can be really good. Um, because at the end of the day, our clients, they love us, they trust us. So naturally they're going to go out and tell their friends and their friends already come in with that trust built on us and the sales already done. We didn't really have to do any work and it's free, which is great. 
But word of mouth isn't measurable. We can't count on growing through word of mouth at any speed. Some, some months we might get five new clients through word of mouth and we're feeling good. And then the next month we might not get any. And so um, it's not a measurable way to grow. And so that's why a lot of gyms look into digital advertising because you are able to reach people that were not looking for you or people who weren't already following you on social media. So, you know, for you guys, why, why is that an avenue that you haven't gone down? I think just not being knowledgeable about it, honestly. Yeah. I, I, it's just it, the ignorance in that area, you know, just lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. You guys are experts in health and fitness. You could train people in your sleep, but mm-hmm. we don't, why, why would we all be advertising specialists? Um, I think that sometimes it's important to like realize that, yeah, yeah, we're not going to be knowledgeable in that area, but maybe that's something that like we should pour a little time and effort into if we want to be able to help more people. Um, because I certainly was not knowledgeable in that area. So I looked for help because I wanted to better serve my community. Um, and, and yeah, my community, I'm in the Orlando area, but it's still the outskirts. It's still a really small community. And even if I had excellent word of mouth, there's probably somebody sitting on their couch in their home that I was not reaching because they didn't even know that I existed. They weren't looking for a CrossFit gym. Um, so digital advertising can be a good thing. Um, if you're looking to grow and it sounds like you guys would like to grow, um, But kind of moving on from that, I want to ask you a more kind of tough question here. Um, and that is for you guys, what has been a, a bottleneck or a challenge that you face within the business side of things? And I think it's important for us to discuss this because somebody listening to this podcast, they're probably dealing with the same exact thing. So um, what's your point of view there? I think the only, in the time that we've been open, the only challenging time that was was COVID. COVID. And also, you know, now that I think about it, you know, just like every business, you know, it has its, its, its fluctuations, its ups and downs. So we noticed that around the summertime, you know, it kind of gets slow because, you know, people go on vacation, you know, families go on vacation or the uh, the, the parents put their kids in other activities, put, put them in activities to keep them busy. But uh, once the school year comes back around, it starts to pick back up. Uh, around the holidays, it starts to get slow. You know what I mean? People want to spend you know, time with their families, they go on vacation, you know, they're not eating right, you know, (laughs) and uh, this is when my online becomes more successful, because I'm literally uh, doing, you know, challenges, 21 day challenges every 21 days for starting from right before um, no Halloween, right before Halloween, I start 21 day challenges, just consecutive, consecutive, and you're talking about 75 women in every challenge, you know, and that's that's when it slows down here through the holidays. I pick up my online business. I'm just and then once it picks up back here, I kind of lay off of the online because it does get overwhelming. You know, when you're the you're like the only one on the online services, it gets a little overwhelming. And I don't like to bite off more than I can chew. So I have a cutoff limit and I make sure that I keep it to where I'm still able to keep control. And throughout the years, I've established you know, what I can handle. And I, I choose not to go over that. And I'll set a limit and say, okay, I'm only going to have these slots and that's it. Mm-hmm. So we kind of balance it off that way. 
Yeah, I think, you know, both things that you guys mentioned, you know, the challenges due to COVID, everybody's dealing with that. That's been a crazy thing, right? But also, you know, the seasonality piece and what you're both discussing right now in this industry, we all deal with seasonality um, because like you said, people put their kids in sports and then they stop caring about their fitness and they're taking the kids places over the summer. And, and that's, that's normal. But um, my question to you would be, what does the membership piece look like? Like how easy is it for your members to just kind of like walk away whenever they want? Well, we do offer no membership, no contract, no cancellation fee. It's month to month basis. We don't walk anyone in. There's no hitting fees. Um, this is just something that got put in my heart. And it's kept, uh, it's kept the trust in our gym. Um, I don't, I, I honestly don't see it as a problem. My husband might, he, he's been trying to get me to get like a software system and just do things like a public gym would and, you know, have people uh, connect to their bank account or credit card or whatnot to it, to where the payment's in. They have to give a notice to leave, all of that. I'm the one that's more hesitant ongoing that route okay so i think because of you know like i don't like being locked into anything you know yeah so you know i want to kind of you know change your outlook here you want to help people right you want people to see transformations maybe not physically all the time maybe some mental transformations as well emotional um you know and so when we're kind of doing them a disservice by not giving them a membership because they can walk away whenever they want. And then how does that show them that we are committed to helping them see results? I, I don't think a contract is necessary, but I do think like having that membership, that monthly auto subscription, it makes people take things more seriously. So Luis, what's your perspective here? Not trying to make you guys bicker or anything. I just want to know like what your thoughts are. Well, um, you know, for example, I mean, I used to be uh, an active gym. Uh, I used to be an active gym member at a certain gym. And, you know, you know, uh, they do the, 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 the regular stuff where they charge you an enrollment fee. They charge you an annual maintenance fee. And then they deduct it, you know, from your, from your bank every month. You know, it sucked. In my opinion, you know, because I had to sign up. Oh, you're, you're charging me to sign up. Okay. And now what? You're charging me for maintenance fees when there's equipment there that's broken and you haven't fixed in months. You know what I mean? So that's that was one thing that kind of frustrated me. But, you know, I also, that's that's where we incorporated that here. You know what? No cancellation, no membership fees, no no, no hidden fees, nothing. So then, um, you know, the, the, the way we, we keep them is is we have uh, a lot of faith in, in our service to our clients. You know what I mean? So we, we have, you know, the, like the faith and we have the confidence in, within ourselves to where, you know what, this person, any person that, can, that signs up, they're gonna see results because, you know, we're pushing them, we're guiding them the right way. We're giving them all the knowledge that we have gained throughout the years for them to be successful. Now it's up to them to take them and put them into use. Now, if they don't, then that's on them. You know what I mean? But we know that we did our best to uh, contribute to their health. And there's a lot of follow-up. Like, I provide a private group where these women are in a group. It's just them. It's just Temple Fit Women. It's just us. And we talk all day long, literally, every day, even when we're not here, even on the weekends when they're with family. If someone doesn't show up, 
they're going to get a phone call from me. Right. When, when we say personal, it's personal. Yeah. Um, you, you didn't show up. If, if you don't answer your phone and I can't get a hold of you, I've gone as far as calling the emergency contact. Are they okay? They haven't shown up to class. Like there is that level of personal. Like we're, it's so small of a community in here when we're in a class. If someone's missing, one of the girls will reach out. Have you talked to so-and-so? They haven't come. And they feel that love. They feel that family, that integrity. And they do stay. Like I said, we, it's, it's really, really rare that our two main classes have turnaround. Those people, they're here. Like those classes, they, they're permanent slots. Um, I've had people in those slots leave and they still send their payment in. Like it's, I love you coach. I'm going through something, I'll be back, but their payment is still monthly coming in. I mean, a lot of them are like that. I, I guess it's more like a faith thing too. I think in the business, in a business world, yes, you wanna secure your money. You wanna secure the bag. You wanna secure the finance and make sure that it's coming in. But when you're in a faith, world I don't, god provides like i've never we've never till this day praise god not even through COVID, have we ever lacked uh, it multiplied in COVID. Mm -hmm. it mul tripled like we were completely closed and our clients still paid their services still took care of us like i don't know there's just no other explanation to it it's, it might sound crazy to the human world but in a spiritual world like god provides like we don't like when God spoke this uh, business to me, like he gave me his specific instructions and I abide in those. And, you know, like my husband has, like I said, try to get me to do like uh, automatic payments and all this. And I'm just like, I don't see the need for it. But business wise, money wise, I can understand why it's important. I do see that. I, I think just that you can lead with faith mm -hmm. while also still running a business. Okay. Um, and I think, you know, it's hard some maybe for, to separate the both. And I don't necessarily think that they need to be separated. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do think that like at the end of the day, like this is a business. And if you want to have the possibility in the future of replicating this elsewhere, you're going to kind of have to look at like that and kind of have to look at, okay, well, you know, like I can't physically be in two locations at once. So how are we going to make this like replicatable? And that's what yes. you and I'm willing, like, that's what you're saying, like, like I'm totally willing because you are right. I thought about this a million times. Like just oh, we, like I'm looking to open a business in the McAllen Edinburgh region where my son-in-law and my daughter will run it and people want me there. They want Vanessa. I can't be everywhere at one time. You know, there's classes are like we want they've grown my husband's grown on them now. Uh, so they love having them. Some of them even shoo me away, <laughs> but um, it, we cannot be at every single class or every location. And you're right. So I am open to that, you know, to, to figuring out a system that works, but no hitting fees. No, 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 no not a, none of the ugly stuff, but where no. they're paying. And I, and I absolutely don't feel awesome. like, I feel like in this type of business, you don't need to have hidden fees. There's no need for that. Yeah. But I do think that, you know, in order for this to be a rapid, rep, I can't even speak anymore, replicable <laughs> business that grows, you have a multiple of them. It's so important to kind of establish those systems and, and yes. that serious business aspect now, or else when you go to replicate this in the future, you're going to run into a lot of bumps at yeah. that point. And we can lead with our faith. 
right? And we can be faithful that, you know, God's going to provide and figure that out. Um, but we can't be in two places at once, right? So, so I'm really glad you're speaking on it because it is a revelation as a business owner. That's mm-hmm. looking at the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, you know, final last question I have for you here is, um, you know, what's a word of advice somebody has given you guys along the way um, that has resonated with you as business owners? Hmm, that's a good one. I had to think about that. One. <laughs> I, I honestly, I've had no mentorship. Like my husband and I, like, honestly, there's been no mentorship from anyone. Like a lot of the people that knew of it tried to talk about talk us out of it, you know, taxes and the, you know, like they just had a lot of negative input. Yeah. So we steered away from those people because we knew that they didn't have our best interest. But a lot of the people that our business owners and that saw us branching out, try to talk us out of it. So I used to be like, uh, run other people's businesses and just pretty much like from what I learned is what we did. And, mm-hmm. and we, we learned together, like learned as we went. Like, I, I honestly cannot think of anything that somebody, because nobody did, like there was no support. It was literally just me and my husband, yeah. literally from, there was no one. No one. But one piece of advice or a couple that we can give that we can give exactly is, uh, you know, start small, you know, learn the business, you know, um, you know, come up with a business plan, write, write things down, write things down, write down, write down what you envision. What do you want? You know, when I, when I, when my wife told me, she was like, Hey, I want to open up a business. I want to open up a gym and I'm ready to go. I don't want to work out at this gym anymore. I want to open up my business. And I need you to open it. And and she gave me a, t- a deadline of two weeks. And I actually said, God said the time is now. That's right. That's right. That's right. I said, God said the time is now. He told me to take a leap of faith. And I, I had been dwelling on it for a long time. Mm-hmm. And a situation happened. And I said, God didn't bless me with this lifestyle so that a person can close their doors on me and leave me with nothing. God is saying the time is now. Yeah. And he did that. So, yeah, just start off small. Do, do your homework. You know, don't don't think you have to get the best equipment. You know what I mean? Look for deals out there. You know, uh, for example, you know, there's Craigslist that, you know, but you have to really find find it. You have to really look for it because, I mean, you don't want to buy a piece of equipment that's, you know, looks really beat up or, you know, it's not really usable or that you're going to have to invest money in order to get it up and running. So start off small, you know, learn your business, be patient. And, you know, practice what you preach to your clients. You know what I mean? Put yourself through the fire. You know what I mean? You, you say you can help them uh, lose weight. Well, you know, let, let's see your results. You say you can build muscle. Let's see your results. You know what I mean? So you say you can, you, you, uh, you, you don't cheat on a diet for a certain amount of uh, days or weeks. Well, you do it. Prove it. You know what I mean? Don't just talk it, you know, walk it as well. You know what I mean? So then when I, when I, uh, you know, talk to my clients and I tell them, you can do it, you just need to change that mentality. You know, it's because it's true. You, you really do need to change that mentality and you need to put some self-discipline and consistency and put uh, hard work into whatever you want to accomplish. Yeah, that's great plan. Um, and also like, believe I guess can have conviction and have faith in what you serve 
Um, when we believe in what we're doing and we've seen results with it ourselves, our clients are going to believe in us and what we have to offer. So I appreciate you sharing that. Um, final question, where are your social media pages so our listeners can go find you online? So our Instagram is uh, Temple Fit Cross Training. Um, you can also find us on Instagram as Temple underscore fit underscore Nessa. For my husband, Temple underscore underscore Louie, L-O-U-I-E. Perfect. Thank you guys for sharing. You have Facebook, Temple Fit Cross Training, and you can also find us on Google, Temple Fit Cross Training. Excellent. Thank you guys so much for taking time to be here with us today. And for our listeners, thank you guys as well. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description and we will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.